Hey, good morning, everybody. We're doing something different this week, uh, something we should have been doing for a while. Doing it live, live with video. Uh, we normally do it live with the audio, but hey, man, times are changing. Trying to adapt. We're trying to put the uh, trying to put a face to the voices. So, without further ado, oh, okay, okay, we doing that. We doing that. Okay. So, without further ado, hey, welcome to the sideline junkies. NFL Sunday Rise, right there. That guy right there, the guy KG, called me the boss BJ, and we get into NFL. Week number 15? Mm-hmm. Week 15. We had a couple games yesterday. I ain't going to say no names. You know, a certain sideline junkie that's a Denver Broncos fan. I ain't going to say no names, though. Oh, my God. Oh. I ain't going to say no names. But, uh, hey, man, the Buffalo Bills yesterday take out the Broncos. Uh, man, let me. I wasn't really watching the game. Let me see what the score was. Uh, Forty-eight to nineteen. So that that win gives Buffalo an eleven and three season thus far, and it gives them their first AFC East title in twenty-five years. Um, the last ten have been won by the damn Patriots. So, hey man, I'm feeling good today. I was feeling good yesterday. Uh, watching the videos from the Buffalo, you know, Bills Instagram, and you see that the plane lands at 105 in the morning from Buffalo to getting back, and it's thousands of fans there. And that's what Bills Mafia is about, the best fans in the league. Do you hear what I'm saying? The best fans in the league, hands down. Not Green Bay, not Washington, not Minnesota, not them bandwagon-ass Patriot fans, you know, not the San Francisco fans that be popping out the woodwork when they start winning again, not the 12th men, the Seattle Seahawks, uh-uh, baby, Orchard Park, New York, Bills Mafia, one Bills drive, come up there, that's where you're going to find the best fans in the NFL. So, hey, man, with that being said, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. Right, they won the AFC East title. That's not that's that's one step to the goal. So now you can realistically kind of start mapping this out: who they're going to see in the playoffs, and do they have a chance? Um, little interruption there, but do, do you know you you want to know do they have a a chance? I want to know. I want to know. I want to hear your thoughts, and I'm gonna give you my thoughts. Do they have a chance to get through? Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Where, where do you see them? How far do you see them going? Let's 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 start there. Looking at this playoff field, I don't got Baltimore making it. Baltimore has uh, more play Hollywood Browns on the COVID uh, list. Is he? Um, yeah. Okay. I found that out last night. Um, they got a couple more players on the COVID list, and Baltimore's struggling because they don't have they're not full strength. Get mm-hmm. it? So I don't. Baltimore's not going to be a problem. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're beatable. That's been shown the last two weeks. They're beatable. Not going to be a problem. They they they're hitting the wrong stride at the wrong time of the season. Absolutely right. Uh, 
to be quite honest, I mean, dang, looking at I look at the AFC pitch. Let me let me pull the AFC playoff pitch up because with this new format, the I Chiefs, don't. The Chiefs would get the first uh, buy. Right. Um. Let's see. NFL playoff. See, this is what happens when you know we got to hire an assistant to do our. Uh, Looking at all the stuff up and everything. That way we can exactly. keep rolling. All right, so the AFC playoff picture Chiefs one, Steelers two, Bills, Bills three. three. Um, the Titans are right now fourth, Browns are fifth, and the Colts are sixth, and the Dolphins are right outside. Uh, the Colts are nine to four, the Dolphins are seventh place at eight and five. And so, so it's teams in this year, right? Say it again. It's seven teams that go in this year. Seven teams. So instead of six, it's seven. Okay. Right. Um, I don't see y'all losing to the Dolphins. I don't see y'all losing to the Colts. The Titans may give y'all some trouble, but not much. Um, I don't see y'all losing to the Browns. I see y'all in the AFC Championship game because I think the Browns and the Titans are going to cancel each other out. Uh, The Dolphins would probably have to play. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, because you so got the, four divisions. Who's so the other it, division? So if it ended today, the Steelers would play the Colts, right? right? And the Titans is a division winner, so they would play probably the Dolphins. No, I'm oh, sorry, right? the Dolphins. The Steelers would play. The Steelers would play the Dolphins. Two versus. Yeah, I would play the Colts. We would play the Colts, and the Browns and Titans would play. So I'm not worried about the Colts. No, and I, I'm not saying that cocky wise. I'm not worried about the Colts. Um, I'm not. I'm not worried about uh, the Titans this go around because the Buffalo team that played the Titans in the beginning of the year versus how Buffalo has evolved to now are two different. They're two different teams. So I actually really think I'm with you, and me and Gary talked about this a little bit last night. I'm thinking AFC Championship game for Buffalo. And then the question comes, do they have enough firepower to stop the Chiefs? Whether it's stop the Chiefs or can they go tick for tack scoring with the Chiefs? That's, that's going to be the question because the Chiefs right now, they're on the mountain. You know what I'm saying? That, they're, they're, they're the shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to knock them off the mountain. So that's the question. I think, you know, like, like we said, you know, the Steelers are going the wrong way as far as momentum. You know, the Titans have shown they're beatable. The Browns are playing really good football. But, you know, they still it's like they still they can't get over this little rock that would put them in the next next like realm of, you know, team, like solid teams. And the Colts are pretty decent, but I don't think they can hang with the Bills, you know, four quarters. I don't you know, that's not I don't think that's gonna happen. Only way you're gonna beat um the Chiefs, this is where I said this last year. I mean, y'all do a pretty good job at it. I'm not knocking you. But I said it last year. Y'all need a running game. Mm-hmm. And you need a dominant running game. So Allen doesn't have to run very much. But it also kicks off your passing game. Right. Maybe, just maybe, next year's draft, uh, sixth round, you find you a gym, an Alfred Morris type, that's just a pound of rock guy. Late in the game, when you up 14-10 and you got to run the clock out, you give the ball to him. 
and he's 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 Jerome Bettis like, where he's just pounding the rock, pounding the rock, and he's good with that. He's good with three carries for three touchdowns. I, you know what? Of- I, I think I think we kind of had that guy on the roster now, Zach Moss. Zach Moss runs hard. Zach Moss runs hard, picks up the extra yards. I think Brian Dable and the 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 play calling dictates. They just a, they're just a seventy percent pass team. That's what they are. You know what I'm saying? They're, um, you know, we're gonna pick up three yards. We throwing a bubble screen and instead of running a you know running a rock right at the middle. It's just I think that's how they how it's built for them right now. I mean, because like look who you have to check. You got to check Stephon Diggs. You got to check Beasley in the slot. Um, Gabe Davis when he want to catch balls. Um, when John Brown come back, then you got Dawson Knox. Then you mm-hmm. got the threat of Josh Allen running the ball that opens so much up. So, and let's not um, forget the Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and y'all, that's what I'm, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And 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 a shout out to Devin Singletary. They got they got Zach Moss, kind of a pounder. Devin Singletary, more of a speed back. And, and they they got the little one two punch, but they are team. They are a passing first team right now. And I mean, it's doing very well from right now because Josh mm-hmm. Allen throwing a rock all over the field from three years ago to today is night and day. You go from the worst completion percentage in the league three years ago, rookie, of course, he's a rookie, to now, you know, hearing MVP chance, you know. So, hey, man, I'm with you. I'm AFC championship game is where I'm putting my Buffalo Bills at. Well, I will say this. I would love to see y'all go that far. Um, I rode the wave in the 90s. I, I love watching Buffalo in the 90s. Um, the K-Gun offense is innovative. And to see that type of offense again, mm-hmm. it's very rare. But y'all, y'all got the potential to have an offense Almost, not as good, almost as good as that K-Gun offense where you had Andre Reid, James Lofton, uh, Keith McKellar, Don Beebe. You, you, you had weapons, Thurman bro, Thomas. Bro, I'm telling you, I think, it, I think it has the potential to be better. I think what they're, what they're rocking with right now, you know, when, the, when this whole Stephon Diggs thing happened, you know, it was like, man, they gave up a lot to get him. And now you see him and Allen in action, and it's like, okay. That's working, you know, Beasley working. They, the offensive line I've been critical of all year, they, they're getting better. Uh, I know last week when they played Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was blitzing the hell out of them, right? So Pittsburgh was blitzing the hell out of them in the first half. Haywood, they boys were destroying them up the middle. And then all of a sudden, they kind of gelled and fixed it. And that's what you want to see. All you can ask is that, when you're getting destroyed, can you come back the next next quarter, the next half, and make adjustments and get better? And that's and they've been doing that. They're doing that. The 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 defense versus the first half, second half, completely different. They've gotten better. So I think, hey man, I think some records are going to be broken in 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 New York. I can believe it. Um, I'm happy for you. I, I had to send you a congratulations yesterday. Find out that you won the AFC. Uh, East Crown. Um, 
Long overdue, 25 years. But damn it, y'all deserve it, man. If anybody is long suffering as as it has been for the last 20 years since the Music City Miracle, mm-hmm. y'all deserve this, man. Y'all really do. AMC East Chance, baby. But the job is not done. Not at all. The job's not done, man. Hey, man. Moving on. I just want to touch on real quick. Um, Adam Schefter was reporting that basically Carson Wentz is in his feelings about Jalen Hurts starting. And basically, if Jalen Hurts continues to start, he wants to be traded or released or whatever the case may be. Now, KG, talk to me, baby, because the last time I checked, Carson Wentz was stinking the joint. He's been stinking the joint up. All season, the entire season, he's had chant and he's had a longer rope than a lot of quarterbacks have had. Okay, a way longer rope. He's been stinking. I thought he should have got pulled four weeks ago for Jalen Hurts, but they kept kept putting him in. They kept putting him in, and he kept finding ways to lose games. So when you hear this from Carson Wentz about you know, oh, you know, if y'all gonna start Jalen Hurts, you know, I don't want to be here. What, what, what is that? What, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Shit, the fuck up. Hey. I, I'm, two years, two years. You've played all sixteen games out of your five year career, and I'm, I'm looking at the stats. Out of your whole entire career, you've had a winning record twice. And that was Super Bowl 2017 and 2019. You haven't reached the height of your 2017 year, which is the year they won the Super Bowl. You haven't reached that height yet. I said it then. I said, this kid, once everybody figures him out, he's done. Nick Foles comes in, leads him to a Super Bowl win, Super Bowl MVP. They put Nick Foles on the bench. They they ship him out of town. Mm-hmm. They rely on Carson Wentz. In the year after the Super Bowl, 2018, he was five and six as a starter. Then he went nine and seven last year. He's three, eight, and one as a starter now. And you're talking about you want out because they want to win? Bye. I send him to the Jets for a first round pick because. The, the amount of money he's getting paid versus what he's producing does not add up. Didn't they just give him a deal? Uh, let me see. I believe so. I thought they get they just gave him or re-upped him or something. Um, I, I agree with you 100%, man. This is like when you're not producing, you don't, you don't really have any leeway to be telling a team where you want to go, what you want to do. Like, you you had a chance all season to show what you had to show that you could lead this Eagles team to victory and that you were the real deal, you were worth the pick, you were worth the money, and you haven't done any of that. So now that it's time for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts beat the Saints last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're starting him again. And he should start because Carson Wentz has done nothing but lose games instinctive place up 
So with that being said, Carson Wentz, like my man, the big guy KG just said, shut the fuck up. Go sit down on the bench. Now, but now, KG, now this is going to create a little rift. Yes. It's going to create a little rift because when he got pulled the first week, he was fake on the bench clapping for Jalen Hurts and his first. He was all that trying to be supportive. But now that distant hit, now you're going to come in the locker room and your, your teammates going to be looking at you sideways like, dude, you couldn't even win games when you were starting. Now you got the nerd to be talking? Like, mm-hmm. dude, give me your think, much money. Think about this this number right here. Now his base salary for this year is $1,383,000. Okay. That's his base salary. Okay. His new deal kicks in next year where he's, he goes from $1 million to $15 million for base salary. Ooh. No. $10 million roster bonus. That's a big $600,000. Uh, no, I'm sorry, $6 million option. His cap hit right now is $18 million. $18.6 million. No, Next year, cap hit is $34,673,536. dollars That's his cap hit. Mm-mm. And I have to thank uh, Sports Track for that because that's where I get all my contract info from. But he is locked in until the twenty, the end of the twenty twenty four season. I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky, but he can opt out. Uh, twenty twenty two, three years, eighty one million dollars. But it would be it would leave twenty four million dollars, twenty four and a half million dollars in dead cap space. So that would put the Eagles in salary cap purgatory. Yeah. Yeah, because they 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 they've been tiptoeing on that that salary cap line, trying to get people signed, re-signed after that Super Bowl year. Um, and when you win the Super Bowl, that's what happens. It's hard to re-sign players. And that and that's why, like, hey, what do we always say on this show? That's why you got to have a good GM. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no it's it's no hard feelings. It's just big business. You got to know, hey, I can't afford this person. This person, it's time to rebuild because. You have somebody in the Super Bowl like Nick Foles that has a big game. Now you gotta, you know, meet the demand of people wanting to sign him in a contract. You gotta sign, you know, what you gonna do with him or what you gonna do with this player that had a good game. And um, that's what happens, you know. So But you um, you know what? The players gotta take a little responsibility for that too. Because I can't remember who said it, but they say when you it, it goes the same way in the NBA and the NFL. You win one championship, that's great. But when you win multiples, that's when you become a legend. And I would love to win. My whole thing was if I sign with a team, we got the potential to win every year. I want to keep getting better so we can win. So the team that drafted me can win. I mean, everybody doesn't get in that situation, especially if you drafted by the Lions. You're not going to win. You won out of Detroit. You won out of New York. But if we got the potential to win, and I know contract time is coming up, yeah, I want to get paid. Now, if I made a million five this year, if you can, give, give, give me three. You know, double my salary. Give me three. And let's keep this thing rolling. That ain't, but it ain't how it works. It's all about getting as much money as possible. Yep. But see, I, financial advice, I can give you all the financial advice in the world because it ain't my money. I can't even spend my money right, but I can spend your money correctly. I can make you a millionaire. Yeah. If you call my 
<laughs> but I can't spend my own money right. But you know, you you, you gotta you, you gotta be smart. Yeah. You don't need to go out and buy Lamborghinis and Bugattis, and you only make it three million a year. But it, there's no loyalty in sports anymore where you're loyal to a franchise and you can stay and win multiple championships because the franchise is not loyal to you. And yeah, that's that's a lot of the problem. And, and it's, like I said, all it takes now is somebody having a good playoff run, you know, and being a free agent that upcoming season and getting paid. We've seen it happen so many times where somebody has a big playoff run, big Super Bowl, they get signed this big, huge free agent contract and absolutely does nothing else the rest of their career. I've seen it so many times. So, you, yeah, you, man, it's uh, at you right now. And you, you'll, it'll bring it all into perspective. Say that again? I'll throw a name at you right now, and it'll bring it all into perspective. Who? Who? Larry Brown. Oh, yeah. 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 He won Super Bowl MVP for two gift wrap interceptions. <laughs> and I, I do mean gift wrap. And he went to Oakland. Let me see. Hold on. Went to Oakland. What did he sign? Uh, five years, twelve and a half million dollars with three and three and a half million guaranteed. And we're talking. We're talking about in the nineties. So this was a lot. In the nineties, yeah. right? This is uh ninety six. Mm-hmm. In ninety seven, he was demoted to a backup role, <laughs> suspended. And in ninety eight, he was waived. After uh, he was waived after being a disappointment and playing only twelve games, one start in two years for the Raiders. That's crazy, man. He got paid though. He got paid. He got paid. Yep. So, hey, bro, it's, it's we see it, but it's just like it's the pro the 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 cycle's going to keep repeating itself. We, yeah. we can we can talk to be blue in the face. It's going to continue to happen. Of course, so. because but you're supposed to learn from your mistakes, though. That's all. And learn from everybody else's mistakes, too. That's true. Don't go out there and try to get the next big thing. Go dig in the mine and find your own diamond. That's right. The mine is the draft. Um, you think uh, before we get into the games, do you think the Saints are rushing Drew Brees back? Would you play him this week? No. I mean, big game, but you st- Michael Thomas is on IR. We'll be back for the postseason. He's on the IR, been dealing with an ankle sprain all year. Um, you still have Alvin Kamara. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, who's the other receiver? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders? Shit, don't get me to. Because I, I, I always get Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas uh, mixed up. But, uh, hold on. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel, yeah, it is Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, isn't he hurt? Is he still hurt? Has he came back yet? It, it doesn't say he's hurt. I, nope. I can't. He was activated on November 4th. Okay. Because he okay. was on the uh the COVID list back in oh. October. Okay. Okay. So you got Emmanuel Sanders. You got Alvin Kamara. Um, you still got Taysom Hill. So you got weapons that can possibly grind out a win. But you know, early projections. Saints ain't going to win this game. No. Even with Drew Brees, they're not going to win this game. No. This no. is going to be 
damn, I I, I want to say it. I think it might be early, but this is going to be the passing of the torch. That's this this game is going to be. It's going to be the passing of the torch from Breeze to Mahomes. I think that torch I, already got passed, brother. I, I mean, this has got to be the official. You know, Breeze is passing the torch to Mahomes as most prolific passer in the league. I I just don't I don't understand. Like I don't have the I'm trying to pull up what the uh, who the Saints play. Here we go. Um who do they have left? They have Kansas City today. They have Minnesota next week and Carolina the week after that. I would have let Drew Brees come back in maybe for the Carolina game, the last game, week seventeen. Mm-hmm. Get some rhythm, get some rhythm back. Get some groove back. I'd have played him probably 20, 20 snaps, 25 snaps, and they got ready for the playoffs because they're, they're going to play in the first round. So it's not like, you know, they get a – it's not like you're getting a bye and, you know, um, you know you're going to get even more rest than what you had. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, KG. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't know why you're rushing back. If you got 11 broken ribs that he's trying to recover from, I let him sit this – you're not going to win this Kansas City game. I let him sit this Kansas City game and maybe – because they play next – it says they, they play on Christmas. They play Minnesota on Christmas, yes. It says Friday, December 25th. So the wow. Week 16 game, they play Minnesota on Christmas. Maybe I bring him in for 10, 15 snaps. Then the Carolina game, give him 20, 25 snaps, get him ready for the playoffs. But – yeah, when I heard he was being activated, I was just like, why? Why Why the Kansas? Like, I don't even know. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, like, okay. I mean, I, I guess one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So, I guess Tampa Bay can still catch them. I, I, that's, the only, that's the only thing I can kind of like think of is that they're trying to to stay ahead of Tampa Bay. You know, you know, I, I guess I can't argue with that too much. I think Tampa Gate Tampa Bay is what one game behind. I believe so. So that might be it, but you're not Just gonna be Can- to you're not gonna be Kansas City today. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not gonna be Kansas City today. So So but, let me you know. ask you and this is in your expert opinion before we move on because we gotta go. Okay. Fantasy football, are you starting Drew Brees? If you have Drew Brees right now, are you going to start him? No. No, but he he does. I mean, I think I think he's going to put some stats up. Now let me let me rephrase that because you got to think both ways on fantasy football. If they fall behind to the Chiefs, then that means Drew Brees is going to be throwing his ass off the rest of the game, which mm-hmm. piles on your fantasy stats. Mm-hmm. So I might I might start him, but I would be skeptical if he takes a hit takes the wrong hit he's coming back out of the game now you're you you have nothing now right so if you're if you're gonna gamble or take a chance that maybe the chiefs you know start putting points on the board and the saints start throwing the ball more stuff especially to kamar manuel sanders um you know who i forgot who who's a tight end um i forgot the tight i just saw his name but you you you're hoping that you could get some garbage time fantasy points. That's what you're hoping. So, yeah, 
And uh, it is uh, week 15, so, you know, most fantasy leagues is playoffs. So this game really, 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 really counts. I'll be checking mines in a minute. So uh, I got a choice between Drew Brees or, or, or Ben Roethlisberger, so. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, because Big that's Ben's tough. playing Cincinnati, so. Yeah, that's tough. The, St- the Steelers ain't scored more than 20 points with the last two or three games. Yeah, that's tough. And, and I've been, been hurt. And Big Ben, I think Big Ben leads the league and drop passes. Yep. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, it, yes, that's a tough one. You're going to you're gonna have to think that out. If, if I'm you, I'm leaning towards Drew Brees. And the tight end you're thinking about is Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Okay. Yeah. I just saw his name because I just had the roster up. And Tampa Bay is two games behind the Saints. So Tampa Bay would need a win today and a loss by the Saints to try to gain some ground. No, they're going to get a loss. They're going to get a loss by the Saints today. Um, real quick, let's go into uh, NFL Week 15. Let's so, hit some of the the marquee games before um, before we head out of here. Um, give me give me a couple of your marquee games today. Well, the game we're talking about right now, uh, Saints Chiefs. That's a marquee game, most definitely. Okay. okay. Um, may not seem like it, but Bears Vikings. It's a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears want to stay alive. The Vikings want to stay alive. Both of them six or seven. Right. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks come here to the DMV to play my Washington football team. Um, Browns Giants, because the, the Giants need to win out and they need to beat the Browns tonight. So that's a, a marquee game. Uh, the Browns are the hottest team, one of the hottest team. I think they're one of the two hottest teams in the league right now. So that's another uh, good old marquee game. I think that's my three. What you got? So for me, New England, Miami, I think it's going to be a good game. New England still fighting for, you know, trying to get where Miami at, which is that seventh spot. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay and Atlanta game, even, you know, though Atlanta's out of it, I think that's going to be a high scoring, fun game to watch. Uh, I want to see the Philly and Arizona again. I want to see the two young quarterbacks going at it. I, I definitely want to see that. I want to see if, um, you know, Jalen Hurts can keep up with Kyle Murray. I agree with you with the Bears and the, and the Vikings game, a divisional matchup. Uh, what is that, NFC North? Mm-hmm. You know, them going at it. And I thought I had another one. Um, of course, yeah, the Kansas City-New Orleans game. Um, can Okay, New Orleans is 10-3. and three. Goodness gracious. You know what would help, and, you know, this is a long shot, but if Kansas City could lose a couple of games, you know, <laughs> if Kansas City could lose a couple of games, but if they if they, uh, if they win today, I think they secure the number one spot. They clinch that number one spot, I think, home field. Because um, they can still lose out, or you know, which is, you know, just we just talking hypothetically here, so. Those are my those are my marquee games that I'm watching today to see, you know, what's going on, what's shaking. Um, you know, with this whole new playoff format, 
I think Buffalo can catch the Steelers to be number two, but you don't get the number two by anymore. So it's just like, you know, it's it's. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know to get that extra team in the playoffs, but I I kind of I I guess I'm not gonna say I don't like it until it hits and we get to watch these games and get to watch extra playoff football. So we'll we we'll 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 we'll, we'll analyze it once it gets to that point. So, um. Talk to me today. Your Washington football team taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Let me get you some numbers. Give me some numbers. Um, my bets while you do that, because <laughs> Seattle's coming in nine and four. Of course, Washington six and seven, number one in the AFC East. They playing at FedEx Field today, and here go the league rankings for the Seahawks. They come in with the ninth ranked offense. The 25th ranked defense, their ninth in passing, their 13th in rushing. The football team comes in with the 30th ranked deep offense, the fourth ranked defense in the league, number four, 27th passing, 24th rushing. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. That's, is that all I got? I think that's all I have. Uh, I was trying to get the, uh, oh, my other screen calls. Hold on. Let me get the, uh, over and under for you and a point spread and all that. Okay, so over under is 44 points for the game. And the Seattle Seahawks are favored by six and a half. Not quite a touchdown, but they're favored by six and a half. So Damn, I'll go you're first. say six and a half? Yeah, six, six and a half. Oh, mine say five and a half. Okay. I'm at covers.com check looking at it. Okay. Um I'm on book it sports. Okay, okay. Hey, hey this is it's always good to have different uh different angles and different um different sources. So um yeah when it opened it was a uh, Seattle was only a three point favorite but right now as of right now they're a six and a half point favorite and the line is line went from forty four and a half to forty four. So I'm looking at the uh the betting movement is fifty fifty. It's 50-50, even though Seattle's almost favored by a touchdown. So, um, man, this is this is interesting today. You have one of the worst defenses in the league versus one of the best defenses in the league versus one of the better offenses versus one of the slower offenses that can't move the ball. And Dwayne Haskins is starting today. This is, hey, KG, we talked about this. Early in the season when he got benched, this is his chance. Yes. This is his chance to prove that, hey, Coach Ron, I understood what you were saying. I learned from my mistake. Now let me go out here and show you. Because right. he was real emotional when he got in like the other game in the press conference. He was emotional about getting in the game. You could tell it meant something to him. So now show it to me. You got the first team reps this week. Uh, it's 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 on you this week. It's on you. Um, can can he do it versus Seattle? I think he can, man. I really I really do. I, I I'm not going to waver because you know he had some issues early in the season when they drafted him. I thought his ceiling was you know high. He just needed more work than the other quarterbacks that got drafted with him. So with that being said, I think he's going to be hungry. I'm hoping he doesn't come out. Forcing the issue, trying to force the ball to Terry McLaurin. 
trying to force the ball to Sims, trying to force the ball to to whoever else. Um, Gibson's not playing today, also, right? Right. Okay, so that that's big. We, but I mean, you know, next man up. You right. Know, that that next man up. You have to take advantage of Seattle being one of the worst defenses in the league. You have to. So, um, man, that's it's it's a tough pick for me. Like I want to lean to Washington, but I think Seattle and Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. I think they're going to make one more play than the football team today. Because even with the number four ranked defense, if that offense, we talk about this all the time, if the offense is three and out, three and out, three and out, and that defense got to keep chugging on the field, chugging on the field, that number four defense is going to get tired, going to get worn down, and eventually it takes one time when you got a quarterback like Russell Wilson and you got a receiver like DK Metcalf, it takes one time to blink and miss a coverage and DK Metcalf running out of the field on a touchdown. And I think that's what's going to happen today. So I'm going to give it to the Seahawks. And I'm going to say this is going to be a close game. I think Washington covers the six and a half. I think it's be 24-21 Seattle. Okay. I, I can't be mad at you because what you said is absolutely right. And something I said earlier this week, was coming to this game, first play of the game, first defensive play of the game for Washington. I wanted DeShazer Everett, who was probably our hardest-hitting player, to find DK Metcalf on the first pass play and unload on him, whether he get the ball or not, unload on him. And just pretty much let him know. It's like hitting the oak tree, but let him know, I'm going to be hitting your ass all day. But uh, the Shades of Everett is on IR for the rest of the year, torn pectoral muscle. So that's not going to happen. But you still got to send a message. Um, something Chase Young said, you got to go out there and play like a dog. So we got to go out there and play like dogs all day long. Kicking ass, biting, scratching. We scrappy. <clears throat> it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Washington football team, 17. Seattle Seahawks, 16. Last second field goal by D-Hop to win it. Run off the field, 7-7. Uh, seven and, seven, and we still not saying the P word. Hey, man, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, man, this defense has been everything. You know, this defense has made, has made plays. If this defense can continue to make plays, make the field short for Dwayne Haskins and that offense, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, you know, I, if I have to eat my words today on a Seattle, you know, me predicting a Seattle victory, I'm not going to be mad because I know this could go either way. I just need to see if this was Alex Smith starting, I probably could go Washington. But that's probably why the Lions will take, huh? That's probably why the line moved because Alex Smith's not starting. And, and and I know Alex Smith is going to take care of the ball, make the right decisions. Dwayne comes in. Dwayne wants to make plays. He has a bigger arm. So I would like to see them going downfield some more. He has a bigger arm than Alex. I want to see them take shots downfield. I want to see them open the field up so that 
when you start opening fill up, trying to open up, stretching deep, your underneath stuff is open. You know, it, 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 you have to do stuff to open other things up. So I want to see if they do that today. And um, I, I just, I just feel like Dwayne's going to force something, and it's going to be like a crucial turnover to Seattle and put them in position to to go ahead because this, the Washington team. As good as the defense is, the offense isn't built right now to come back from, a, you know, you know, being down 14, 10 points. They had to play with a lead. They had to play um, chess the whole game. They had to play field position. Um, like you say, you got D-hop that could put some points on the board for you. But like you say, you got to play that game. And you cannot, like I say, it's all it's going to take is you just, you and, and another, you the safety's talking. And somebody getting confused and DK Metcalf going down the field for six points. They they they're that quick. And it it, it depends on which Seattle team shows up. Seattle comes sometimes ready to score 30, 40 points. Then other times they can't move the ball up and down the field. They just lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they 15, 12 or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So, you know, if and, and I don't even have to say this because I keep saying Ron Rivera is one of the best coaches in the league. He saw that Giants game. He went back to that Giants game, and he's like, let's see what they did to stop this. And I guarantee you, they got some of that game plan today for the Seahawks in FedEx, in Landover. They're going to put something to their ass today. Can the offense keep up? That's what I want to see. That's a a good damn question. I will say that. I'm just – I'm nervous. But I'm confident. I'm a confident nervous, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I've been feeling like this for the last four weeks. And as long as I feel like this, I think we can win. And that's fair. That's fair. So, we going over anything else, brother? Or we going to shut it down from there? Uh, first, well, first live, well, it's not live, but first video... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna post to um we, we don't have a clout yet to go YouTube live, but we're we gonna get there. So, you know, this is this is we we're gonna be doing this more often. If we can get a, a Tuesday night flight in this week, we're gonna be doing that. But what what else do we got to talk about before we get out of here? Uh we did Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um talked about your bills, talked about Washington. Of course. Um I think that was all that we had on the list. Well, let 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 me let me let me ask you this. Uh over this last week, now this is just sports related. They've been talking about excerpts from uh I Came as a Shadow, which is Coach John Thompson's autobiography. Please tell me you've read some of those. Some of the No, excerpts. I haven't yet. Oh, Don't my. spoil it. Don't spoil it. I wanna buy the book. I'm trying to decide if I wanna buy it. Uh, in the bookstore, if I want a hard copy, I I got I, I got to get mine. Uh, ordering mine. Uh, ordering. Uh, I got a couple books in in my cart that I got to order. Uh, but most definitely, that's a that's a good read. Um, if you guys haven't checked out, I wrote an article on uh the RFK Stadium because it's about to be demolished in 2022. So. Just the thoughts and the feelings about RFK Stadium. Um, 
I felt passionate about it because it's a part of my childhood. It's a part of my fandom of the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. So check that out on WordPress. Uh, of course, you know, check us out on social media. You know, you got us on YouTube now. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we there. And I think today is going to be a day that uh, I do a live, a lot of live tweeting back and forth uh, with the, the Washington faithful during this game. So be on the lookout for that. That's what's up. Like always, man, we appreciate the support. And um, like I said, we're going to be doing more, way more videos. We're going to get the other guys involved. Like I said, it's good to put uh, face to the voice. You always hear our voice on the podcast and on the lives. But let's put some faces to it and um, get to see us, you know, in action for real. And, uh, you know, we'll just keep going from here. Indeed. You already know the motto because we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace out.